Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, our team will cover how Wells Fargo and Bank of America performed in the third quarter of 2020. We'll also cover J.P. Morgan Chase as the company recently revealed its mortgage business is finally getting back to normal following disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and the Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly mortgage application survey, which shows a slight drop in applications despite declines in rates. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by James Kleiman that covers how Wells Fargo and Bank of America performed in the third quarter of 2020. According to Kleiman, data shows, though its earnings were disappointing overall, residential lending at Wells Fargo rebounded in the third quarter, both in terms of income and origination volume. The bank originated $62 billion in home loans during the third quarter, up 5% from $59 billion in the prior quarter. When it comes to origination volume, in quarter three, the bank originated $58 billion in mortgages and collected $1.6 billion in income from its residential lending operation, up from $317 million in the prior quarter. Climate notes even net servicing income improved, checking in at $341 million, rising from a loss of $689 million in quarter two. And though most of its depository competitors posted shrinking margins in the third quarter, Wells Fargo increased its GOS margins by 12 BPS to 216 BPS. Climate notes, like JP Morgan Chase and others, Wells Fargo reduced the amount of money it set aside for credit losses to just $769 million, down from the 9.5 squirreled away in the second quarter. The bank's rival, Bank of America, posted a $2.1 billion profit in the third quarter in its consumer banking division up massively from the paltry $71 million profit in the second quarter when mortgage origination volume was down dramatically. Notably, mortgage originations from the bank totaled $13.4 billion in the third quarter, a drop from $23.1 billion in the second quarter, and far below the roughly $20 billion benchmark hit in the fourth quarter of 2019. Notably, during Q3, Bank of America had $232 billion in outstanding residential mortgages on its books through September 30th, down slightly from $239.5 billion in the second quarter. Regarding its use of cash, CFO Paul Donofrio said in a statement that the company pushed about $100 billion in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, an impact he claims the industry is likely to see in quarter four of this year. 
And our next story comes from Alex Roja and covers the Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly mortgage application survey. According to Roja, mortgage applications held relatively steady last week, falling 0.7% from the week prior, and after hitting their highest level since mid-August the week before, refinances experienced a slight 0.3% dip, but remained 44% higher than the same week a year ago. Notably, refinances also continue to inch closer to two-thirds share of mortgage activity as they increased to 65.6% of total applications. That being said, despite the 30-year fixed mortgage rate declining to 3%, purchases also took a hit last week, falling 2% on a seasonally adjusted basis. However, Roja notes they remained 24% higher than the same time last year. In reference to the report, Joel Kahn, MBA's Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting, said applications for government mortgages offset set some of the overall decline by increasing 3%, driven by a solid gain in government purchase applications and 11% jump in VA refinance applications. Our last story also comes from James Kleiman and covers J.P. Morgan Chase's mortgage business as the company recently revealed it's finally getting back to normal following disruptions caused by COVID-19. According to Kleiman, in its earnings presentation on Tuesday, the nation's largest bank by assets said it had actually pared back its $15 billion in loan loss reserves by $569 million in the third quarter. The bank cited runoff from its mortgage portfolio, driven driven by the wave of refinancings as a reason for reducing its reserves. In fact, in a presentation to investors, the bank said it had originated $29 billion in residential mortgages in the third quarter, up 20% from the second quarter. That being said, Kleiman notes though JP Morgan Chase dramatically amped up its originations in the third quarter, it appears to be more of a return to normal from a very sluggish COVID-plagued second quarter, in which just $24 billion in mortgages were originated, falling from $32.4 billion in quarter three of 2019. However, in a major bright spot for the bank, Kleiman says as of September 30th, the bank claimed to have had a total of $28.5 billion in deferred residential, auto, and consumer loans, down from an eye-popping $54.5 billion on June 30th. Nevertheless, the bank made $1.7 billion in revenue from its home lending division in the third quarter, according to the investor presentation. Notably, while originations picked up, gain on sale margins fell by 43 basis points during the third quarter to 264 basis points, and the retail channel compromised 71% of total volumes in the third quarter, down slightly from 74% a quarter prior. Overall, mortgage servicing valuation rose 3% from the prior quarter, with the carrying value inching up to 66 basis points from 64 basis points in the second quarter. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow.